Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Now somebody lift your head up. Lift your head up. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. It's not a stretch to say that the last couple of years, you know, America, the world at large, the church has been taking a beating. We've been going through a pandemic. And for many of us, it means different things. Illnesses, you know, um, loss of jobs. And life has been changed in the way we do things. And 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 it's been one strike after the other the other uh, the money has been shrinking in some places the prices have been rising have you felt felt it at the pump lately the jobs are ending and at some point you ask the question when is this going to turn when is this going to turn so i felt like when i was seeking the lord for this new season and for the next season you know i felt like the prophetic word was lift your head up don't stop hanging your head down. Lift your head up and open up the gate. If you can lift, learn how to lift your head up and open up the gate, the king of glory will step in. We begin to understand that Jacob had a dream in Genesis 28 and he saw a ladder connected to heaven and he saw some interactions between heaven and the earth. Operations of power, administrations of the spirit, angels going up and down. And when he woke up, he said, this is none other than the house of God. It is the gate of heaven. So we get the revelation, the house of God. Somebody said, the house of God is the gate of heaven. And the gates of heaven, the gate of heaven is the house of God. And we begin to understand that Paul changes paradigm into the New Testament. He says, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? So now we have the same, we have the same concept. You are the house of God and the spirit of God lives inside of you. And wherever you go, there is a gate. Glory be to God. There is a gate. You are the gate of heaven. And glory be to God. You are the house of God. And so you now have access to operations of power and administrations of the spirit. And everywhere you go, if you can learn how to open up the gate, glory be to God, the king of glory will step in your circumstance. Uh, he is the Messiah, glory be to God. That word Messiah means the anointing and the anointed one. We talk about the fact that Isaiah says that the anointing, the anointing breaks the yoke and removes the bondage and that the devil works by yoke. He positioned yokes of addiction, sickness, challenges over your life to control your circumstance and control your direction. But the anointing breaks the yoke. So if I can learn how to lift up my head when they say there's no help for me in the Lord. When the doctor diagnosed me with a disease that cannot be cured. When I look at my bank account and it looks like I don't have the resources to do what God has called me to do. When I look at my marriage and I see the challenges that are going on i can lift up my head god is saying let your body language prophesy to your circumstance oh let that 
that, that subconscious and conscious uh, expression of attitudes and feeling called the body language begin to prophesy to your circumstance. Lift your head up. Open up the gate and let the king of glory step in. And who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord strong in battle. He's going to match every difficulty in your life and release the power of God. Well, it was Charles Feeney that says that there would be no revival if Mr. Amen and Mr. Wet Eye are not present in the meeting. And I took it and amplified and said there would be no revival if Mr. Amen, if Mr. Hallelujah or Mr. Glory are not present in the meeting. So I wonder if Mr. Amen show up today. Can you say amen with fire? I wonder if Mr. Hallelujah is here this morning. Can you say hallelujah with fire? Is Mr. Glory present here today? Can you say glory three times? Can you say glory with fire? Some people come to church to spectate. Some people come to church to pontificate. Some people come to church, glory be to God, just to hang out to see what's going to happen. But God is looking for someone that will come in church to participate. Hallelujah. We want to declare this morning that in 2022, our heads are lifted higher. Our gates are open and the king of glory steps in with miracles, signs and wonders. And that limitations are going to be broken and the power of God is going to transform your lives. So we've been talking about gates. The first gate that we talk about that you have to learn to open is the prayer gate. Somebody say the prayer gate. Oh, yes. Somebody say the prayer gate. Somebody say conceive it in prayer. Carried it in prayer. Birthed it in prayer. Grow it up in prayer. And mature it in prayer. Somebody say pray through it. Praise through it. Plow through it. Preach through it. We talk about that extensively. Then the miracle gate. Somebody say the miracle gate. You know, we said if you open up the prayer gate, the miracle gate will be open. Amen. Yeah, yes. Glory be to God. Somebody said the miracle gate. Somebody say signs, wonders, and miracles. We said you can initiate your miracle. You can initiate your miracle by believing in God, by acting on the word. And you need to have the right expectation. You need to begin to see your, your sickness on the cross. You need to have that revelation knowledge. We talk about that extensively. All right. So we're going to move the conversation forward this morning with another gate this morning. Somebody say the mouth gate or the confession gate. Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, whatsoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said, all right, uh, Daddy Hagen or Kenneth Hagen says that the door of the supernatural swings on two hinges, believing, somebody say believing, and speaking, and speaking. And he also said that in this particular verse, you know, the Lord said to him that if you look at it, it says there three times, say, somebody say, say, whosoever shall say, somebody say, say, and then 
he said shall come to pass, he shall believe whatsoever he said. So it says believe one time, but it says says three times. So what Kenneth Hagin said, he said that God told him that you should say it at least three times as much as you believe it. Somebody said the mouth gate. It's very important that we understand the power of your words. The power of words that came, comes out of your mouth. Proverbs 6.2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with words of your mouth. One translation says, You are prisoners of the word, prisoner of the words that comes out of your mouth. Words have power. Words are containers. They can contain life or they can contain death. All right? There is a biology of word. Words have life or they can have death. There's a psychology of word. Words are expressions of your thought. There's a theology of words. Words are expression of your beliefs. Hello? This is very important. Words have power. Words have presence. Words have prophetic and spiritual implication with no geographical limitation. They spend the universe at the speed of life. How did you get saved? You got saved by confessing in your confessing from your mouth and believing in your heart. Hello, that's how you got saved. That's how the King of Glory stepped into your life and transformed your life from being uh, lost to being saved. Amen. So the mouth gate is very important. This is one of the ways you can invite the supernatural into your life. Kenneth Higgins said the door of the supernatural swing on two hinges, believing and speaking and speaking and believing. You got to understand that the spiritual realm is the causal realm, is the parent realm, and it is pregnant with potential to manifest something. How did God manifested his son in the earth. I mean, 400 years before Christ was born, Isaiah prophesied, unto us a child is given. Unto us a son is given. The government of God will be upon his shoulder. His name will be everlasting Father, mighty God. Prophetic words came forward to the mouth of the prophet for hundreds and even thousands of years before Christ came here. God used spiritual word to manifest what was what the spiritual realm was pregnant with hello the spiritual realm is the causal realm it is pregnant with the energy to manifest something it can be positive or negative that's what you have to be careful about what you say it will only manifest when you speak and believe it you are the authority to release things in your life by speaking them into existence. Hello. Angels are listening. But demonic forces are listening too. And you will authorize with your words. Certain things that will manifest in your life. A lot of people are very negative and pessimistic. And they speak negative, negative things over their lives. Hello. My kids are more stupid than a dog. I heard a woman say about her children. Guess what? That's what you're going to have. I'm married to a stupid man. Guess what you're going to have? Thank you for your support. This is very important that we have to be careful with how we use our words. Psalm 143 says, Set a guard over my mouth. Lord, keep watch over the doors of my lips. That's very important. 
Now, a gate is something that you build in a property to prevent something from going in or going out. Why will God ask us to ask him to set a gate in the front of our mouth if what we say is not that important? Hello? So you got to be very careful what you say, especially when you are angry. Hello? If you have nothing good to say, say nothing. Or speak the word of God. Because by speaking the word, you are opening up a gate so the king of glory can step into the circumstance. Come on, somebody. The nervous system is connected to the speech center of the brain. It's been proven scientifically. When you start to say something, your whole nervous system aligns itself with the power of your words. Those of you that like to catastrophize, well, I have this little pain. Maybe it's cancer. I have this little headache. Maybe it's a tumor. Be careful with that. Hello? Rather speak the word. Glory be to God. Thomas Edison came home with a note from the school teacher. And the school teacher said, give this to nobody else except to your mother. And as he came home and gave this to his mom, she read the note aloud. And the note said, my son, uh, your son is too brilliant. He's the smartest person in the room. We don't have enough qualified teachers to teach him. Hello? And the boy felt good about himself. But years later, listen to this. After many years, after Edison's mother died and was now, and he was now one of the greatest inventors of the century. One day he was looking through old family things when suddenly he saw a folded paper in the corner of the drawer, drawer in the desk, in the desk. He, he took it and opened it up and the paper in the pay, on the paper it was written, your son is adult, which means mentally ill. We won't let him come to school anymore. Edison cried for hours. And then he wrote in his diary, Thomas Alva Edison was an adult, unable to think clearly, confused child. By a hero mother, became the genius of the century. Hello? When she had the opportunity to start to treat her kid as if something was wrong with him, she started to treat him as something was right with him. She opened up the mouth gate. Come on, somebody. Oh, your tongue lives in proximity of your spirit. And your word have creative potential. And the word of God conceived in your heart becomes a spiritual force that will release the ability of God into your life. According to the school teacher, he was mentally ill. He was socially retarded and awkward. But she spoke into existence the power of God into his life. And the child turned to become one of the greatest inventors that has ever walked the earth. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the word of the Lord is coming to you to tell you you got to become your own prophet. 
Come on, somebody. Son of man, can these bones live? Oh, God asked the prophet Ezekiel when he saw a valley of dry and dead bones. Can these bones live? The prophet said, only you know God. But he, God said, prophesy. Speak life to it. Speak my word to it. Speak my power to it. And I'm here to declare today the word of God to you. You are not a sick man trying to be healed. You are a healed person that a devil is trying to make sick. You are not a broke person trying to be blessed. You are a blessed person that a devil is trying to make broke. Oh, lift up your head. Open up the gates and let the king of glory step in the mouth gate and begin to bring healing and begin to bring deliverance and begin to bring breakthrough and begin to bring revival in Valdosta and revival in this United States. Shout glory three times. I wonder if Mr. Amen is in the building. I wonder if Mr. Hallelujah is in the building. I wonder if Mr. Glory is in the building. What if I told you that this year is going to be the greatest year of your life? Oh, thank you. What if I told you that this year God is going to open doors? God is going to prosper you. God is going to lift you up. God is going to raise you up. God is sending revival to this church. God is releasing his glory in this church. Come on, somebody. Let me just move quickly. There are primarily 12 primary reasons why the confession, the mouth gate will work for you. I can preach on each one of them, but I won't. Let me just go fast. Confession of God's word works for you because he set, it set the landmark, the limit, the boundary for your life. I wonder if Mr. Amen has left the building. Confession of God's word works for you because confession empowers us to have dominion with words. Somebody say amen. Dominion with words. Somebody say dominion. That's how Thomas Edison's mother shifted her child. Dominion with words. Come on, somebody. Confessing God's word works for you because it causes faith to come. Somebody say faith comes by hearing. Oh, yes. When you speak it, faith will come. Listen, confession of confessing God's word works for you because it framed your world. What she said framed the world of her child. The teacher called him stupid, but she framed the world by speaking the opposite. Come on, somebody. Confessing God's word works for you because it's one of the ways you sow seed in the kingdom. Hello? You sow seed by speaking the word. Confessing God's word works for you because it frames our word. Confessing God's word works for you because it renews the mind to the word of God. Confessing God's word works for you because it keeps the answer before you. Confessing God's word works for you because it gets our spoken word in line with the word of God. Confessing God's word works for you because there's a connection between what you say and what happens in your life. Confessing God's word works for you because your confession is a ceiling of your faith. Confessing God's word works for you because it sets the law of faith in motions. Twelve reasons. It put angels to work. Somebody say the mouth gate. Okay, let me move quickly. The faith gate. Somebody say the faith gate. The faith gate. Somebody say the faith gate. Say I live by faith. Not by sight. Say it again. I live by faith. Not by sight. I am not a feeler. 
I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I am a believer. 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. And therefore, I have spoken. Say, so we also believe. And therefore, speak. He didn't say trying to have or praying for or hoping to have the spirit of faith. He said having the same. Somebody said the same. What kind of faith is that? Somebody said the same. Somebody said the same. The same kind of faith. The same kind of spirit that believes and therefore speaks. Come on somebody. Glory be to God. Say I possess what I confess. I possess what I confess. Hallelujah. Everyone who claims faith in God is called upon by God to live a life of faith. This verse is so poignant and portable and provocative. It is quoted three times in the New Testament. The righteous shall live by faith. Romans 1, 17, Galatians 3, 11, Hebrews 10, 38. All of them say the same thing. The just shall live by faith. Somebody say faith. F-A-I-T-H. Forsaking all, I take him. Hallelujah. Our faith is not like any other faith. Our faith is transparent, is transcendent, and transformational. Glory be to God. Our faith teaches us to cross over obstacles, to shout down walls, to break through crowd, to walk on water, even in the midst of the storm. Our faith enables us to survive the fires of life, to overcome the dens of lion, to silence, to silence the serpent, and outwit the fox. Our faith empowers to see the invisible, embrace the impossible, and hope for the incredible. I wish Mr. Amen was still in the building. Faith can see a floating zoo repopulate the earth. Talk to me, Noah. Faith can see a nation being born in the stars of heaven. Talk to me, Abraham. Faith can see a dead worm giving life to a hare. Talk to me, Sarah. Oh, faith can see a hungry lion with spiritual lockjaw. Talk to me, Daniel. Faith can see a weapon of mass destruction in a jawbone of a donkey. Talk to me, Samson. Faith can see an oil business in a room full of empty jars. Talk to me, Elisha. Faith can see a king in simple smelly shepherd boy. Talk to me, David. Faith can see a meal for a multitude in a little boy's lunch. Talk to me, Jesus. Shout faith. Faith. Faith is functioning like it's already happened before it happens until it happens. Come on. Oh, I'm here to say to you today. Oh, people ask to Jesus, what, how can I do the work of God? He said, believe in the one whom is he sent. How can you do the work of God? Believe in the one whom he sent. Believe that Jesus can work miracle. Believe that the word of God is a final authority. Oh, when they say there's no help for you, but thou, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, the glory and the lifter up of my head. Open up the fake gate and let the king of glory step in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and and mighty, the Lord strong in battle. It's too quiet in this Presbyterian church. Somebody shout the praise gate. I'm trying to fast. I'm trying to go fast. The praise gate. Somebody said the praise gate. 
And I'm going to connect this to, to the next gate. I'm not going to do the other two. The praise gate. It's interesting that, you know, we're coming, Easter is coming up. And the triumphant entry mark a week where redemption, reformation, revival, and reconciliation was introduced to the world. And during the triumphant entry, people lined up on both sides. And they, have, they took their shirt off. Some have palms. And they were praising. And they were saying, Hosanna. Somebody say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Now, if you ever get a bad report that you're about to die, most people don't organize a parade. Thank you for your support. Now, I come from Dallas. We have the Mavericks. We have the Cowboys. We call ourselves American team, even though we haven't won anything since 1996. <laughs> Don't hold that against us. You know, it's like a second religion over there. When the Cowboys are playing, you're going somewhere. People, you don't even know. Do you see that play? I don't, I don't understand. You know, people are so taken by the sport. Hello? Now, we have the Dallas Maverick. You know, we won a championship. I think it was in 2005, somewhere there. Why am I talking about sport on a Sunday morning when you're getting hungry? I have never seen a team have a parade before they ever won the championship. Hello? But this is essentially what we're seeing here. Jesus is having a parade before he actually went to the cross, before he actually died, before he's actually raised from the dead. And I'm calling this a full shadow parade. Somebody say full shadow. Oh, yes. It was foreshadowing what was about to come. Come on, somebody. Because Jesus knew something that we didn't know. He understood that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So he was having a prophetic demonstration of the victory that was already his. Come on, somebody. He didn't wait for the breakthrough to get here. He didn't wait for the resurrection to manifest before the celebration. Because the celebration was his expectation. It was a demonstration of his expectation. He was giving praise to God on credit. Glory be to God. Not because of what God did, but because of what God was about to do. Come on. And this is the secret about opening up the praise gate. It's easy to praise God when everything is going fine. Ah, but when you're Paul and Silas and you've been put into a prison jail and they beat, they, they beat you down and they torture you and here you are, you have every reason in the world to complain. Ah, Job's wife said to him, curse God and die. But Job had a better revelation. If I can curse him to die, I can bless him to live. Come on, somebody. 
Come on, somebody. If you can learn how to open up the praise gate like the Apostle Paul and Silas in a difficult situation. God stepped into the situation. The Bible says he dwell in, the, in, the, in our praises. One translation says he dwell. He dwells in the square footage of our praise. Come on. That means that if you want God to step into your situation, come on. Let the praise, come on. Let the praise begin to invade your circumstance. Invite him because he dwells in the square footage of your praise. Come on, the Bible says to praise Him in the morning. Praise Him when the sun rises. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Praise Him with the tambourines. Praise Him with your feet. Praise Him with your hands. Come on, praise Him. Let every. I wish Mr. Amen was in the building. I wish Mr. Glory. Come on, somebody. Real faith in God. Shout before there is any reason to shout about. I say for the hearing in prayer, real faith in God, shout before there is any reason to shout about. They shouted before the walls of Jericho came down. After they shouted, the walls came down. I dare you to shout down your miracle. Shout down your breakthrough. Shout down your healing. Lift your head up. Open up the praise gate. Open up the faith gate. Open up the prayer gate. Open up the miracle gate. And the king of glory will step in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord strong in. Let me finish this. The action gate. Someone say the action gate. Very important. It's very important that we understand the indicative and the, and, and the imperative. We talk a lot about what God's going to do. Somebody say this with me. Theology and ethics. Doctrine and duty. Positional and practical. Belief and behavior. Freedom and responsibility. In Christ and in the Lord. It's very important we understand that every promise has two propositions. There's a top line blessing and there's a bottom line responsibility. And sometimes we expect God to do something while God is expecting us to do something. In order for him to do what we expect him to do. We have to open the action gate. The action gate is where you take on your personal responsibility to do something so that the king of glory steps in your life. And I'm going to give you three steps. And I'm going to finish with this today. Luke chapter 19 verse 30, 28 through 31. Or Mark 11 verse 1 through 4. That when they drew near Jerusalem. He Verse 2, he said, to, he sent two of his, of his disciples, he says, go to the village. Somebody say, go to the village. Ahead. Somebody say, ahead. The first action. Somebody say, ahead. The first action, the first action in this action gate is that we have to understand that what God has for you and me is not behind us. It is Ahead. Hello? Jesus said, you go to the village ahead. Somebody say ahead. 
And there you will find a colt, a donkey. Loose it and bring it to me. If anyone asks you, why are you doing what you're doing? You tell them, the Lord has a need of it. Loose it and bring it to me. The first thing I want you to understand under this action gate is this. What God has for you is ahead of you. I wish Mr. Amen was in the building. It's not behind you. It is ahead of you. Amen. So you have to move forward. Somebody say you have to move forward. And sometimes that means that you have to go through to get to. Hello? In December, I, I drove from Belgium to France and going to the UK, to London. And they, had, they have something called the Euro Tunnel, where you have to get with your car in the train. And then for a stretch of 25 miles, you, there comes a time where you go under the sea and everything is dark. Hello? You go through a dark tunnel and you reach England after that. Hello? Can be scary for some people. You go through a dark tunnel and then you get to England and in England they drive on the other side of the road. Thank God I made it. One year we drove to Eng we drove in England and the Lord used me mightily to increase my prayer, my wife's prayer's life. She was sitting there very nervous because they drive on the other side of the road. Hello? But we went, I went through a dark tunnel and I got to the other side. So when life puts you in a dark spot, when you when a train goes through a dark tunnel, you don't jump off the train. Hello? You don't throw the keys, you don't jump off. You trust the engineers to bring you through the dark tunnel to the other side. And with that revelation, I was not nervous when I was in the train going under the sea. Because I knew that the engineers were going to take us to the other side. Hello? And I'm here to say to you, when life puts you in a dark spot, don't jump off the train because God is the engineer and he's going to bring you through to the other side. Hello? Ron Kinali back in the 80s had that song, you know, where he was saying, when you go, if you go through hell, if you catch a cold, don't hold it. If you catch a hold, don't hold it. If you go through hell, don't stop. If you catch a cold, don't hold it. If you go through hell, don't stop. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, don't, don't stop. David says in Psalm chapter 3, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Your rod, your rod and your staff, they, they comfort me. In other words, when I'm going through a dark spot, don't stop praying. Don't stop going to church. Don't stop, come on, reading the word. Don't stop, come on, open up the prayer gate. Open up the praise gate. Open up the miracle gate. Open up the faith gate. And God, keep moving, keep moving. God is going to take you to the other side. Did Daniel stay in the lion's den? Few people believe it. Did Daniel stay in the lion's den? 
Did Lazarus stay in a tomb? Did Jesus stay in the grave? Tell somebody, I am not staying in this mess either. God is going to take me through the other side. Come on, when the flood hit the earth, Noah was in the ark. And the same flood that destroyed everything lifted Noah above the ground. And they started here. But by the time it was over, the ark was on the top of the mountain. Read your Bible. And I'm here to tell you, by the time this pandemic is over, if you stay in the boat, if you stay in the word, the boat is a thing that your faith built by faith. Noah built the boat. If you build, if you stay in the word, if you stay in the faith, if you stay with anchor of faith in Valdosta, if you stay with the word, come on. The same thing, the same pandemic that wiped other people out, the same problem that destroyed other people out. God is going to use it to lift you up, to propel you. Come on. Lift your head up. Open up your gates. Come on, the prayer gate, the faith gate, the praise gate, the action gate, and let the King of Glory step in. Somebody say, go ahead. Somebody say, you need to move forward. Don't leave in the old heartbreak. Some of you have a hard time to say that. Well, but he broke up with me, but she left me. No, 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 no. Don't leave in the old heartbreak. Don't live in that old pain. Don't live in that past failure. Don't live in that past sin. Somebody say, don't look back. Somebody say, don't think back. Don't talk back. Don't pray back. Some people are spending time praying over what happened 30 years ago. Instead of focusing on what God wants to do right now. Open the gate of action and go ahead. What God has for you is ahead of you. Somebody say, don't text back. Oh, some of you need to pick up on the anointing of ignoring the text. Oh, ignore that text. What is ahead of you? I'm here to say to you, there's favor waiting for you in front of you. When they went there, they found the donkey. Somebody else's donkey. Somebody raised that donkey. But they found that donkey ahead. What is ahead of you? Provision is ahead of you. Miracles are ahead of you. Breakthrough are ahead of you. Come on, somebody. Say this with me, what God has for me, what God has for my family, what God has for this church, it's ahead, it's ahead. Oh, shout, I'm never going back. I'm not thinking back. I'm not looking back. I'm not even praying back. But I am believing God for the supernatural the best days are ahead of me. I am going to open up the action gate. I'm going to open up the prayer gate. I'm going to open up the faith gate. I'm going to open up the praise gate. I'm going to open up and the king of glory will step in with signs, wonders and miracles. He says to them, go into the village point number two under the action gate. Go into the village ahead of you and immediately you enter, you find a colt that has never been ridden. Somebody said, never been ridden. Somebody shot a new donkey. Oh, yes. Jesus stepped into a season, not riding an old donkey, but riding a new donkey. You can't step into a new season riding an old thing. Hello? 
And this is the problem with many people. New Year's turn around, people get euphoric, parties. Oh my gosh, it's 2022. Oh my gosh. Oh, let's celebrate. We made it. We made it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And then we got news, new, new Year's resolution. This year, this year, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. This year, this is the year I'm getting married. This year, this year, this year, this year, this year. I'm going to change. This year, this year. Hello? Then comes January, February, March, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Now there's snow and you still got, you got your snowmen, but you still got no man. Hello? But here's the thing. The problem with a lot of people is this. They, 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 it's like they're Christian, but it's like almost like they believe in magic. But there's no magic in faith. I believe in the There's no magic. There's certain actions that you're going to have to take. You heard it before said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Albert Einstein once said that the problem cannot be solved with the same level of thinking that created the problem. In order for the problem to be solved, the thinking that created the problem must be changed. Change your mind, change your world. People want to go to counseling. Counseling for what? If you're not willing to change, people are going to when the Lord spoke to me, I, got, I want to talk to you, pastor. The Lord spoke to me. When you come to me and say the Lord spoke to you, you want me to do what? Argue against God? Hello? It's too quiet in this Presbyterian church. I'm looking for the Holy Ghost session. Thank you for your support. So you got to come with a clean slate if you really want to change. You really have to be open. You really have to come in and be open. You cannot go into a new season riding an old donkey. Hello? You need a new donkey this year. Come on. This is new stuff that I'm preaching. I've never preached before. Why? You can't put new wine in old wine skin. We need fresh manner, a fresh word, a now word. What is God saying now? Hello? A new donkey. Somebody say a new donkey. Now, sometimes when a single lady is first believing for her husband, what she sees in a vision is a prince in, in a white horse. You know, a, prince, a prince riding a white horse. And after a couple of years, you know, all she sees is the white horse. Lord, what happened? Then after a few years, a donkey shows up. Thank you for your support. That's how, that's how many of us marry these beautiful women. Look at your spouse and say, he her. But these Christian girls are so powerful. They can take a donkey and transform him into a prince. That's how some of us got so good. I'm just kidding. Hello? A new donkey. You need a new donkey. Somebody say hee-haw. You need a new donkey this year. Hallelujah. I want to prophesy new strength. Somebody shout new strength. A new strength. 
a new strength is coming over you. I want to prophesy new platform. Come on, somebody. I want to prophesy new money. Come on. New connections. New doors. I prophesy that this church is going to another level. God is giving you a new donkey. I hear him. I hear the donkey coming. Come on, somebody. Oh, a new grace is coming. Romans chapter 5. He says, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Somebody say grace. That means power beyond my own ability. Hey, grace, that means unmerited favor. Grace, that means power beyond my own ability. Grace for the place, power beyond my own ability for my position. Grace for the case, power beyond my own ability for my experience in my position. Grace for the race, power beyond my own ability for my mission. Grace for the place, grace for the case, grace for the race. That is your new donkey in this season. A new platform, a new platform, new money, new door, new grace, new strength, new power, new miracles. I wonder if Mr. Amen has left the building. Okay, one more thing and then we're done. So the thing is, the thing is, Somebody shout, I have the power to release it. Do you believe it? Jesus said, loose it. Somebody said, loose it. Loose it and bring it to me. So, did Jesus go ahead and loose the donkey? For the hearing impaired, let me try this one more time. Did Jesus go ahead and loose the donkey? Jesus told them where the donkey was. Yes? So he provided, but they had to untie it. Tell the person next to you, God provides, but you untie. Hey, God provides, but you untie. And there lies the problem with many people. They expect God to provide and God to untie. Let me ask you a question. When you order something, those of you Amazon Prime members, please don't raise your hand. It's not an article. Addicted to buying, buying, buying every week. When the Amazon guy, the delivery guy shows up at your house, does he say he rings the door and you come in? Here's your package. Uh, do you mind me to come in? I would like to help you open this. I, I, I sat in the kitchen counter and you bring me a knife and I'm going to open this for you. How many of you have ever had that happen? Nobody? But spiritually, that's what we expect. We expect God to deliver the package and we expect God to open up the package for us. He said, there's a donkey ahead. The donkey is ahead. And as you move ahead, you go out there, you find it. If someone asks you, why are you doing this? You tell them the Lord has a need of it. Loose it and bring it to me. God provides and you untie. 
So God has given you the power to untie things. Spiritually. Listen. Forgiveness untie favor. When you forgive someone that hurts you. I'm not saying they've done legal things to you. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the police. But I say when you forgive, it unties favor. It's too quiet in this Presbyterian church. Repentance unties redemption. You're never too lost to be found. Never too broken to be mended. Never too sick to be healed. The redemption of Jesus Christ pushes back into a pre-Adamic fall adjudication. There's power in the blood. But you have to repent. Repentance on tie redemption. Excellence on tie elevation. We go to churches sometimes, my gosh, they got no excellence. I thank God we're in a church where there's excellence. You can feel it by the time you get on the parking lot. Excellence. Somebody say excellence. Excellence on tie elevation. When you do things with excellence, you release elevation. Believe. Somebody say believe. Believe on tie blessings. Faith on tie fulfillment and miracles. Jesus said this. Your faith has made you whole. Praise on tie presence. Grace on tie glory. Love who is God on tie life. Hello? Stand up. I got something a little left in there. The donkey was bound. Was the donkey bound? Did he say, loose it? The donkey was bound. But let me ask you a question. Did the value of the donkey change because it was bound? Was it, was, was, was it still valuable? Yes? Hello? And here's where we make the mistake. When we see bondage in people's life, we confuse bondage with a lack of value. Hello? But Jesus said, I came to save. That which was lost. Jesus is not looking for perfect people. This ain't a church for perfect people. Pastor Mark is not. He's going after those who need help. The value of the donkey didn't change even though it was in the bondage. The bondage obstructed the purpose. Hey, this is so good. I had to contain myself. The bondage obstructed the purpose. Hello? Which was to carry Christ into the city. But the value was still there. Oh, I'm here to say to you right now. The future preachers might be in the street bound in drugs. Oh, the bondage is obstructing the purpose. But it's not removing the value. I dare you to have compassion and begin to speak to the dry bones. Hey, out of these stones, God can make children to Abraham. Hey, the next great evangelist might not even be in church yet. Hey, but we have to have a revelation as a church 
that we are here to reach the unreached, to go out to the lost. Don't keep this church, this wonderful church for yourself. Invite at least five people for next Sunday. I know some of you didn't come to hear the grandson of King Booga Booga the last few days. But next week, come on. Bring somebody with you. Don't look at the bondage. There's value behind that addiction, that unbelief, that anger, you know, that dysfunction, that messed up mind, that lying spirit, that unclean spirit. There's value. And the bondage is obstructing. Hey, but Jesus has the power. If you can open up the gate, come on. If you can open up the prayer gate, come on. Hey, they loose the donkey. They loose the donkey. And they put clothes. Somebody shout mental. Oh, there's a mental for every assignment. There's a new mental that is coming over this church. I'm telling you, there's a new mental that is coming over this church. They put mental on the donkey. They put Christ on the back of the donkey. Christ, the anointed one. The Messiah. The word made flesh. And that donkey that used to be bound outside outside of the city with no experience in carrying the power now was moving into Jerusalem. And people on both sides of the road were shouting, Hosanna. God saves. Hallelujah. This is a prophetic picture of what God is doing in Valdosta. Come on. I'm here to prophesy. Many are going to get saved. They're going to be untied from their bondages. And God is going to put a mantle on them. And God's going to put an anointing on them. And they're going to go out. Many are going to come to this church. And they're going to be anointed by God. God's going to put an anointing on you. And set you free. And you're going to go out. And God is going to use you to reach the lost. Shout out tired. Oh, shout out tired. Oh, when, when it was on time, come on, purpose met value and this donkey exploded. And I'm here to tell you today, glory be to God, when the bondage is removed, purpose is going to meet value. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.